In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're talking about animal therapy. Now, I don't mean like taking your dog for some psychotherapy and some Xanax, although my dog could probably use some. We're talking about how pets are used in therapy to help a lot of different issues, and we're going to talk about those during this episode. And as usual, we're always giving away a bunch of free stuff. Hang in there, folks. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. The Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? It is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Thanks, folks, for checking in. We appreciate you being here. I am David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. Uh, Matt is not with me tonight. Uh, if you guys are going to miss Matt, uh, Jason's hanging in and sitting in for Matt and uh, helping me out and running the show. So we appreciate that, Jason. Thanks so much, brother. All righty. So we're here on the podcast, Your Voice, Southfield Studios. It is a Monday evening and uh, we're doing a podcast, folks. Having a little uh, relaxation time and... Um, Thanks to those of you who join on Facebook Live. Uh, if you do, um, post a comment, question, whatever, interact. We like it when people are interacting and let us know if you have questions. That's what we're here for. So again, thanks, f- thanks folks for joining us. Um, let me tell you, first of all, where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. And uh, I know I've been saying this for about 100 episodes, but <laughs> the website is in the works right now. We're actually revamping the whole thing. Uh, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to look quite different, hopefully soon, uh, as soon as I find time to do that, which, of course, could be another 100 episodes. But keep, keep on the lookout for that. Uh, it's going to be a lot cleaner and sleeker, and um, you're going to see some, actually some really cool things that you're going to be able to do right from the website, such as get a show quote directly from the website or book a hypnosis session directly from the website. What I found is it, if, if we make it easier for you, then there's not so much back and forth and returning calls and texts. And, and, and it really it, it's really going to be cool. So again, hang in there. It might not be tomorrow, but it will be soon. So yeah, check me out there, MotorCityHypnotist.com. You can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist and on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, which are all Motor City Hypno, and that is H-Y-P-N-O. And as we do on every episode, make sure to check out the show notes. There's always a link for your free hypnosis guide. Just a two-page PDF that I wrote that kind of explains what hypnosis is, what it's not, clears up some myths and misconceptions. Again, that link is always in the show notes. So, you know, just jump in wherever you're listening, jump in, click in the show notes, you'll find that link and you can download it right to your phone or your email. And here's the most important thing, wherever you're listening, whatever platform, whether it be, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, 
wherever you get the show, go in and like link, subscribe, join, connect, whatever it is on your platform that connects you to our show so that you'll be sure to get the downloads and, and uh, you won't have to look for them. They'll just come automatically when we drop on Tuesdays, Thursdays. And the other important thing about that is please leave a review. That helps out a lot. Uh, I know a lot of people will, <laughs> I know it's easy for people to leave bad reviews. I mean, go on social media every once in a while. <laughs> it's easy for everybody to bitch about the bad things, but not many people stop and say, hey, this, this is really good or I really like this. I mean, some do. I'm, I'm not generalizing that to everybody, but, uh, but yeah, leave a review. Uh, let me know that you like the show because that means more people will see it. And I kind of liken this to my Amazon shopping. Whenever I go into Amazon and look at anything, I, I go right to the reviews because I want to find out what other people think about what I'm purchasing. So in the same way, leave a review for me and then other people can say, hey, other people like this, hopefully, uh, maybe I should listen. So I would greatly appreciate that. That would be a fantastic help to me. And again, I would appreciate that. It is time for a winner of the week. So those of you who listen to the show for a long time know that that uh, we're, we're, well, I'm an animal lover. Matt is also an animal lover. You know that he and, uh, he and Jamie do the podcast um, Animal Talk Radio. Um, but this, I thought this was a great story um, about animals. It's not just about animals. So let me just start to read the story and you can get into it. A pro football player is tackling sexual and domestic violence issues thanks to his unique platform and a personal quest to be a good man. As a student at North Carolina State University, James Smith-Williams heard an advocate named Brenda Tracy speak about surviving a gang rape by college football players. She shared a message that deeply resonated with him. Her biggest takeaway was, if you're a good man, what are you doing to be a good man? Smith Williams told Today. He said, that really stuck with me. Since then, the 25-year-old defensive end for the Washington Commanders has committed himself to raising awareness of sexual and domestic violence issues and to support the survivors. He founded the Champions Program of Tracy's nonprofit, Set the Expectation, to create a network of athletes who raise money and awareness for nonprofits that support survivors of sexual and interpersonal violence. During October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month and beyond, he's supporting the Purple Leash Project, an initiative by Purina and the nonprofit Red Rover to help domestic violence shelters become pet-friendly. About half of the people who are in domestic violence situations delay leaving because of their pet. They have nowhere to go with their pet, he said. Pets are family, too. In a 2021 survey by the nonprofit Urban Resource Institute and the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 97% of survivors reported pets are an important factor in deciding whether or not to seek shelter and half would not consider leaving without their pets. Over a third of the participants reported their abuser had threatened to harm or kill their pet. Ensuring that people who have pets and who are in these situations have a place to go, I just think that is so important, Smith-Williams said. 
on December 4th for the NFL's My Cause, My Cleats, in which players wear customized cleats to support their favorite causes during week 13 of the season, Smith-Williams plans to wear cleats designed by Purina in honor of the Purple Leash Project and then donate them to an auction to benefit the cause. A few weeks ago, he also helped upgrade the pet amenities at a domestic violence shelter that received a Purple Leash Project grant. It was really... It was a really fun day, he said. I got to play with some pups and build some dog houses. Smith-Williams also loves playing with his rescue dog, Luna. He adopted her as a senior in college. She's been through so many transitions with me, she's been that one constant, he said. Because Smith-Williams understands the powerful connection shared between people and pets, he plans to continue advocating for causes like the Purple Leash Project. He said his fellow athletes are supportive of his advocacy work with sexual and domestic violence. They can all start empathizing with, I would want my daughter treated well and my mother treated well, he said. Everyone is super supportive. As long as I have the ability to help out, I definitely will. Yeah, that's a fantastic story. Um, Again, shout out to James Smith Williams and it really just making it he brings up a good point because think about this if you're in a situation where you had to leave and and think about leaving your pet whatever that pet is could be your dog your cat your your bird whatever it is that would make a that'd be a big factor and on whether you would leave or not because you definitely wouldn't want to leave your pet you wouldn't want to leave them behind for fear again of them being hurt or something worse but again just missing the companionship of it so so what a great thing that this this football player has done and um and helping out and trying to get more shelters who are pet friendly so that women have a place to go with their animals so yeah big shout out to james smith williams definitely a winner of the week Yes, it is. So, back to it. So, so on the subject of animals, that that story fit in well. Our winner of the week fit in great with what we're talking about today, which is what is animal or pet therapy. Now, there, there's a lot of I, I, I guess thoughts or or views on what exactly that means. What what is it really? So, uh, there are a couple of examples. I had a uh, when my son was in I'm going to say middle school because I know it wasn't elementary. They used to have a um, a woman come in each week with with a dog, and I, and I forgot. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to remember the dog's name. If my wife is listening, um, you know, I I, I don't know. Um, she know she know the name of the dog, but I can't think of it. Um, so, Joe was that it? Oh, Kendra just said Joe. Yes, Joe was the name of the dog. So they would have the dog come in and just wander through the classrooms and kids could just pet the dog during class. Um, You know, it wasn't like a disturbance or anything during the day, but all the kids loved this dog. And it was just a connection for the students and the dog. The dog made them feel good. The dog had attention. It was just a great thing. So so that is a a form of pet therapy. Now, as I said, and and, and my wife would... uh, my my wife would say that our dog could use some therapy, maybe some psychotherapy and some Xanax. But um, dogs or, or any pet, you have a connection with them. They make you feel good. They make you feel good emotionally. They make you feel good mentally. 
they're not they have they give you non-conditional love so that's why animals are so good as as far as utilizing them for therapy so Animal assisted therapy is known to have many positive effects on patients of all ages, from young kids to senior citizens. I know many nursing homes have programs where they bring in pets for the seniors to play with and pet and snuggle with. Um, and research shows that animal therapy can actually lower stress and anxiety levels, improve blood pressure, increase patient mobility, and provide an alternative focus from pain. So again, emotional responses, mental responses, physical responses. So here's where this started. And I know we've had animals for forever. So I'm sure in some form or another, this was probably done many years ago. But it just came really as far as the, the, the vernacular about pet therapy just came around in the 1960s. Um, so I, you know, and again, going back, that's that's when the term pet therapy was coined in the '60s. But even going back to the 1700s, dogs were used for patients with psychiatric disorders. The documented use of therapy pets began in the U.S. in 1919, starting with psychiatric patients. So in 1962, a child psychiatrist named Dr. Boris Levinson began documenting his use of pet therapy which led to it being considered as a legitimate type of therapy. Dr. Levinson used dogs in his treatment of children and found that they helped improve communication and build rapport with his clients. In the 70s, Dr. Levinson's work was expanded to include adolescents and adults, and animals were first used in the care of patients in the hospital setting back in the 1970s. And in 1975, this type of therapy was moved to long-term care settings. So, I mean, there is a long history of this, and people might have thinks, well, well how, you know, uh, you know, what effect or how does that affect me or how is this something I can take advantage of? And we're going to get into that in a moment. Um, but it wasn't until the 80s that nursing literature kind of caught on and focused on pet therapy. And in the 1990s, it brought a renewed interest in research. So it was kind of this thing that was always there. It was used, again, to treat psychiatric dis disorders way back in the 60s and 70s. But it just kind of got a renewed sense of focus because of the nursing literature in the 90s. So the trend has continued, of course. So again, over the course of history, it's been shown to decrease stress and blood pressure as well as a, a, a variety of other factors. So, and this is going way back. In her book, Notes on Nursing, Florence Nightingale refers to the therapeutic use of animals in nursing. So again, it goes back a long way. And I think it's just recently in the last 40, 50 years come to the forefront as a valid treatment or use for therapy. So again, we talked about benefits. I'm going to go through a couple of these because I think it's important to know kind of why pets and animals make us feel good. Pet therapy is shown to have multiple benefits, of course. And I'm just going to list off a bunch of things that it can help with. Stress levels, blood pressure, pain, fatigue, anxiety, fear, isolation, and loneliness. And it's also been shown to improve patient satisfaction, energy levels, self-esteem, and mood, as well as decreasing depression. So, I mean, there's so many benefits. And, and think about what you have at home. If you got, Those of you who have pets... 
I know. I'll give you my my personal thing, which which my wife thinks it's funny now. But um, when I come home, I have to just sit down on the couch and let my dog jump up and attack. When I say attack, attack me with love. He really he just licks my face for about ten minutes until I tell him to stop. But this started when he was a little puppy, and my wife said, "Yeah, oh, you don't don't encourage that. You're going to regret that later." And uh, ten years later, he does every time I come home. Even if I leave for 10 minutes to come back sometimes, it's like I've never left. Or no, I'm, I'm like I've been gone. It, it, to me, it's like I never left. To him, it's like I've been gone for a year. And we go through that whole thing over again. But the big thing with animals is they make you feel good because you get that unconditional love. You get that unconditional attention from them. And that's why it's so effective in therapy and why it's so effective in using during therapy. So there are a couple of ways to utilize pets in therapy. Um, so I, I'm going to give you a couple real life examples of some clients I have. I have one client who brings in her her puppy, like a small puppy, or it was. I mean, this was a client from a ways back. But she would just bring in the dog. The dog would just sit in her lap, and she would just pet the dog as we talked and and, and talked about serious issues, things that that in some instances were very painful for her or very uh, hard for her to talk about. But I guarantee that having that dog, having that, that puppy in her lap that she could just pet and, and give her comfort helped her to, to get through some of these difficult stories and these difficult incidences that she had to recount. Um, I have another client um, that I've been seeing for, for many years. She has bunnies and she'll bring one of her bunnies with her and just let the bunny sit in her lap and just pet the bunny while we're doing therapy. So it's just a great way to just kind of just feel good while you're dealing with things that oftentimes are not nice or not good or, or don't make you feel good. Um, now, there, there have been times when we've had a, a, a pet in the office that uh, you, you'll, you'll start hearing them bark like three, three offices over. <laughs> In one in particular, that would uh, he would often bark whenever he came in. So we kind of had to kind of modify this to say, yeah, you know, if he's going to bark, we we can't have him in here all the time. Oh boy, <laughs> that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. <laughs> yeah, it happens sometimes. So so the thing about this is that that if you have a pet, you know the love, you know the connection, you know how good they feel. Um, so a lot of times, it's, it's really just having that comfort, something familiar, something that, that loves you, that you can have with you. Again, especially when you're trying to address very difficult situations. So before we go on further, I know uh, we missed last episode, but we are doing each episode. I told you we're going to be bringing this to you um, from a shelter dog or a shelter pet. It doesn't have to be a dog. But I told you uh, a few episodes back, we're going to focus on the Detroit Dog Rescue or Detroit uh, Animal Rescue. So today's <laughs> today's dog, it's a dog today, and um, her name, it's a her, her name is Munchies. Now I'm going to hold, the, those of you on Facebook Live can see this if I hold it up. Uh, you can see a picture of Munchies there. So Munchies is a 15-pound Terrier Chihuahua mix. Um, I'm thinking of barking right now for some reason. <laughs> but it looks like a very cute dog, dog friendly, 
and kid-friendly, six, six years of age and over. Um, unfortunately, Munchies is not cat-friendly, is, is what the information says. But yes, if, if you're looking for a, a fairly small dog, 15 pounds, Munchies is available at the Detroit Animal Rescue, and uh, she could be yours. She, she could be your therapy dog um, tomorrow. <laughs> or whenever this drops, you'll see this later. But Facebook Live, people, you're getting an advanced thing. Uh, and those of you listening to the audio, you can always jump back to my Facebook page, Motor City Hypnotist, and take a look at the uh, live stream of the podcast recording. And you can get to see Munchies. Uh, or you could go to Detroit Animal Rescue and actually see her picture in full color. This one I printed, of course, is, uh, is black and white. But Munchies is cute, and that's, that's who's bringing us today's episode. So let's get back to our, our information. So I'm going to go over a couple of things here, and we have to make some distinctions as far as therapy pets or therapy animals. Now, I think all animals can be used in a therapeutic way, but there are some distinctions, and I'm going to give you three terms, and all of these three terms means different things. The first one is and when I use dogs in these, it can be any animal. So just, and I'll replace it with, with, the, with the word animal. Therapy animal, service animal, emotional support animal. Those are three very distinctive things. And they're all different from one another. And I know a lot of people kind of lump these together and think that one, of, one means the same for all three. But it's not, it doesn't work that way. These are very three distinct things. So what we're going to do, folks, and, and I know we have some more information to get through. We are going to continue this in our next episode. Uh, we're going to split the episode into parts one and two because, again, I want to make sure I go through these distinctions and give you a clear understanding of what they are. So what we're going to do is, is, is end for now. We're going to start the next episode with Animal Therapy Part 2. Now, in the meantime, um, check me out again. On the Facebook, we, we record on Facebook Live every Monday at about 8 o'clock or so. So make sure to check us out. You can join in live, make comments, ask questions, uh, have some interaction that way. That's great for us, and it's great for you to be able to be a part of the show. And new episodes drop every Tuesday, Thursday. So you know, our recording now might be out in a week or so, but it, it will be dropping. Well, we have a couple in the can waiting to go, but uh, this one will be out eventually. So if you're listening to us on audio, join us on Monday evenings from 8 to 9, and you can see us record live. And again, be involved with the show. In the meantime, folks, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.